I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Up Close on Husker Online, where we let Nebraska student-athletes tell their stories. Up Close is brought to you by Sand Hills Global and powered by ABM. Do you have equipment to sell? Sell it on auctiontime.com. Now, here's your host of Up Close, Husker Online's Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Up Close Podcast. Sean Callahan here, as you heard, we're brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. And back now for episode eight of the Up Close Podcast. And last week we brought volleyball into the fun. We're going back to football this week. Have a couple defensive linemen that I'm excited uh, to, to bring in on in uh, to this week's Up Close. Pleased to be joined uh, by defensive lineman Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmacher, uh, two guys with very bright futures here in the program, both still freshmen. Uh, I always like to joke with you, Ty, that you are a third-year freshman. I had a lot of friends in college that were third-year freshmen, but <laughs> it wasn't by choice. It was by their academic standing, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, COVID makes you uh, a unique third-year freshman and Nash year in your second year in the program. Guys, welcome here to Up Close. Thanks for having yeah, us. Really appreciate us. it. Well, yeah, let, let's get right into it, uh, Ty. I mean, obviously, um, you've had plenty of time to grow, develop here at Nebraska. This is your third year, and you technically still have a, a lot more time left here. I mean, where do you think you've grown the most in this time at Nebraska? I really think it's just my mindset, really, uh, coming in here. I didn't really know what to expect, and, and having the twins, the Davis twins, and uh, Darian really helped me kind of set my foot in one place and kind of get me started really helped me uh, become who I am now. And then uh, obviously adding uh, Stilly and Damien into the equation as well. They've really pushed me. Uh, another place I'd like to say that I got better at was uh, I think just like my technique wise and just kind of just all around uh, my run defense has been pretty good for the most part. And then uh, this year I've taken more of a, an approach to focus on my pass rush ability. How about you, Nash? I mean, you, you came from uh, playing um, in a smaller class of football in, in South Dakota, in Chamberlain, South Dakota. And we'll talk more about Chamberlain here later on. I love the town of Chamberlain. Um, wh- how have you really been able to grow and develop just playing at this level after you know two, um, after two years in Nebraska? Yeah, um, I've just really been able to develop with my – basically, I think the biggest thing for me was the speed and the knowledge, knowledge of the game, uh, being from Chamberlain. Um, didn't have near, obviously near the competition. I was a lot bigger, stronger than a lot of guys. So, um, technique and just knowledge of the game, knowing what's going on around me is, um, where I think that I've developed the most, um, having D bug, T Rob, like all these older guys in the room right now has been big for me developing, um, as a football player. Yeah. You look uh, Ty, when you look at Nash at this age, I mean, how far along has he come in just these two years? I mean, do you remember him day one? And oh yeah, I I don't know if he remembers me telling him. I said you got the size. We just got to work on your athleticism now. He he knew everything. We knew he was going to be pretty good. We just needed to work on his athleticism. And 
from day one Nash to now is a totally different person. So he's he's really grown over these past two years. And Nash, I've heard a lot of people say Ty has taken on more of a leadership role. I mean, is he is he kind of one of the vocal guys in that in that groom? I know you got a lot of veterans, but Ty sounds like one of the guys that really is not afraid to to be a vocal leader. No, especially out at practice. You know, if you're not doing what you need to do, Ty is usually one of the first guys to let you hear about it. Um, he's that's yeah he's definitely taken more of that role he uh out at practice i mean he's always letting you hear about it if it's not up to our standard yeah jason peter has t- i've talked to him before and and he, he has said that he's an old school guy he's one of my favorites i mean just being around jason and his limited capacity obviously what he's able to do just having veteran guys that played at nebraska former black shirts here what's a guy like that been able to show you ty uh, really just kind of like their mentality that they had back in back in the day when they played. Uh, he's really kind of helped me understand like the more of the intensity and physicality that needs to be brought when playing the defensive line, that nobody can block you, that you're going to do anything that you can to get to that ball, whether it, there's so many amount of people in front of you, right? And so I think he's also kind of helped me be a little bit more open in that leadership role and kind of change not change but kind of shift the culture that we wanted because i think he kind of brought this last little extra piece that we needed to kind of solidify the d-line room hi it's sean callahan with husker online we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing but they also can be amazingly distracting especially when we're around other people so u.s cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five that's right A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening here to the Up Close podcast. Sean Callahan with Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmacher, a couple of young, promising defensive linemen here in the Husker program, and, and guys, uh, you've been close this year as a team. I mean, and, and you, you can go down the line of these one-score losses. What do you think is going to get this team to that next step as far as kind of getting over the hump in some of these games? And Nash, I'll go with you first on that. Um, just got to keep doing – you got to keep grinding every day. You know, we can't let these one-score losses get to us. Got to keep preparing like we do. Um, got to keep the attitude up. We just got to keep – Keep doing what we're doing. We're bu- we're obviously building um, the games. I mean, speak for themselves. You know, a lot of really close, tight games. We just got to keep doing what we're doing, um, getting better day by day, like we always say. How about you, Ty? What do you think as far as when you look at the film and some of these games and how they've played out? I mean, how do you see it right now? It's just a little. There's a lot of little things that we de- need to take care of first. We're doing all. We're doing everything right, but like we we kind of just kind of get out of focus for a second before we have to come right back in, and it might be for one play or two plays or whatever whatever it may be. But I, the focus, I think, it's there. It's just 
having us stay on it for a longer period of time instead of becoming unfocused or trying to go do something that's not part of the scheme of the defense, right? We're, we're told as a D-line that our, our plays come within the scheme of the defense, so do your job and it'll just come to you. And so that's kind of what we've just been preaching. I want to go back now to recruiting in, in, in your stories, Ty, and I want to start with you first. Um, I mean, you, you were highly recruited coming out of Nebraska or coming into Nebraska. Um, you know, you had – Alabama, am I right by that? Yep. USC. Yep. Um, you, you pretty much could have gone anywhere you wanted at that time. At how fun was that process for you? How overwhelming was it at the same time? It it was interesting. Um, a bunch of the coaches that recruited me, I, I ended up having a pretty good relationship with. There are a few schools where you know that's just like here's an offer and then never talk to you again. But with the schools that I was really interested, in, I ended up having really great relationships with them. Um, here, I, mean, I had a great relationship over at Oregon, uh, USC, and um, Alabama. I kind of – it was cool to see Coach Saban. Coach Saban came out to my high school. That was pretty, pretty cool. Did he come into your house too? He didn't come to my house, no. Uh, but he did come to my high school. And I remember my high school, like, everyone was going crazy that he was there. And they were all trying to, like, get by his, his uh, big Chevy Suburban. <laughs> This is a rental car that he yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get a get a selfie with Coach Saban. Yeah, it's actually on my Instagram. Uh, I have a picture with him, and they let me try on a ring. It was pretty. It was pretty dope. Did people know though, like your connection to Nebraska, and like when other schools learn, like, oh crap, his mom grew up in O'Neill, Nebraska, and they're Husker fans. Kind of, I mean, like usually that's a kind of one of those deals in recruiting when other coaches find that out. They're like, man, that that might be hard to beat. Yeah, um, but I, I I made it pretty pretty certain that. It wasn't really going to have that big of a like part in my process or whatever. I wanted to go to a school where I knew that I would be the best and thrive uh, to be the best person I wanted to be in football and outside of football. So, and that just ended up being here. I just had that gut feeling that I didn't have at other schools, and I just I just knew I wanted to come here. How about you, Nash? I mean, your recruiting story is very unique too. If I remember right, Nebraska was your first offer. Yep. And a lot of people looked at you as a wrestler you know, for sure. And then Nebraska came in and they, I don't want to say took a chance on you, but they believed in you before anybody else did. And I'm sure that had to have some impact as a recruit. Oh uh, yeah. That was like you said, um, right away for, in my early recruiting, it was all for wrestling. Um, I thought for sure that I was probably going to wrestle in, um, college. And then as I started getting older Nebraska offered me and that's when it started to shift probably towards more football and, them being my first officer or first offer was uh, it was pretty cool, but I same way with Ty, it just that wasn't going to be the biggest factor for me. You know that they were the first ones to reach out. It was it was going to be a school where I felt comfortable, where I thought I could succeed, where I thought that I had the best opportunity to um, do well at. So that's really at the end of the day, kind of what came down to it. You had Oregon and was it Wisconsin? Were those the other ones yep. besides Nebraska? Yep, those are the other two that were. Um, up there for me and what I remember about your visit Nash and I, I don't know if this had happened before you but they they went out fishing with you on, yeah. on your trip and it was was it was it an official or an unofficial um it was my official if I I mean if I your remember home visit, right. right yeah been your home visit no it was when I came down here we went fishing and went out fishing and that was the first time that I'd ever heard of them taking a recruit out fishing and then when I went to Oregon and Wisconsin, they both followed suit and took me fishing. They as copied. Well. Yeah. They're like, come up with some new material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, where they where'd they take you in Nebraska? Do you remember where it was? How far? Uh, it couldn't be too far out of town, obviously. No, it wasn't too far. It was just some, some pond. pond. Yeah. It, I hope it had fish. 
Uh, yeah, we caught a couple. I caught a couple. And now, have you been fishing or hunting a lot since you've been in Nebraska? Uh, yeah, I was just last week on the bye week, went hunt, duck hunting a few times, shot a few ducks. Um, went pheasant hunting once last year, went out deer hunting with one of my buddies. Um, been, ba- been bass fishing to some local ponds around. Um, so, yeah, I've been getting out as much as I can anyway. Ty, do you, I mean, you're from Arizona, so it's probably not as prevalent out there, but you've got Midwest. I mean, do you get into the fishing and hunting scene too or try to? I mean, I fished a lot when I was younger, but as I grew up, I didn't really. I stopped fishing. I actually went hunting for the first time last year over Memorial Week or Labor Day weekend. One of, one of those weekends. I don't know. Yeah, whatever weekend. And we ended up going dove hunting, and I ended up doing the best at everyone. So I, I was pretty shocked. It's kind of probably got to be fun just to get your mind off of this, you know, football and everything, and get to do something so far outside of kind of what you do day to day here. Oh yeah, they live in the middle of nowhere too, so it was just kind of a nice like little break from the real world i guess you could say but your family was from o'neill originally your mom is that my right? mom is yeah my dad uh is from loveland colorado and so did you have memories did you go to o'neill nebraska as a kid like no my first up? time going to o'neill was maybe one of my visits up here if not maybe last year was my first time I can promise when you turn 21, you might find your way up there for St. Patrick's Day. I was just about to say, I heard it's the Irish capital of Nebraska. I've been so. there. It's it's a good time. I'm sure your mom can tell you all kinds of oh, stories. Yeah. I think her favorite part is the, the green horse they bring out and they paint a big old shamrock. Uh, yeah, shamrock in the middle of the uh, intersection they got there. Well, you got Wyatt Lever from O'Neill. Oh, yeah. So oh, I'm yeah. sure you got, a, you got an in right there when you go up there someday. Exactly. I think I got some family and friends still up there. I got a cousin that lives in Elgin too. Elgin, okay, so you, yeah. you are deeply rooted. Elgin is not. I mean, that's a small community. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got friends and family everywhere. I, if you're listening to this and I, I don't remember you, or don't know you. I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> let me hunt and fish and yeah. on your land though when I come up there. That's right, it. right. You, you got a brother too on the team, right? Yeah, true. He's a he's a freshman. And, you know, that was somewhat, I want to say, under the radar, but it hasn't gotten a lot of publicity. But what's it like having, you know, your brother, younger brother on the team? Has he been able to fit in with you guys right away? Oh, yeah. It's been awesome. I've been seeing him go out there and do his thing every day. And, you know, he's been he's doing, he's been doing his part. He's uh, on the scout team right now. And he's been giving the DBs and the safety some work a few times. So I'm really proud with what he's done. Uh, it's just unfortunate because of COVID, like, coaches didn't come out and recruit. Because I'll be honest, our, our high school coach was really what got me – recruited for the most part at first he was did a really good job at it so without having any coaches being able to come out during the covid year it was kind of hard to just send tape in because you look different in person than you do over in tape so now nash because it's his younger brother do you see ty get on him a little bit more than normal guys no oh yeah during when we're watching or they're out on scout team and he drops a ball or something ty's the first guy yelling at him it's a different i mean when you got a younger brother like i mean the the gloves can come off like i mean you can can do whatever you want to your younger brother yeah but i would also expect him to hold me to the same standard and accountability so but as an older brother it is kind of my duty and it's it's fun to kind of harp on him a little bit how many sets of you got the banks brothers too right is there any other sets of brothers on the team besides the robinsons and the banks the borkagers oh yeah and nate so yeah, it's kind of it's unique to have so many different sets of brothers. Now you got a younger brother too, Nash. How old's your younger brother? Uh, he's a junior this year, and they just finished up their season last. Yeah, last week was their last game. Is he a good wrestler as well? Yeah, he got he got third in the state last year as a sophomore, and um, he's looking to probably win it this year. So yeah, I got to ask you about wrestling um, because I feel like that really 
kind of validated you as an athlete. I mean, everybody knew you were a good football player, but when you're playing a lower level in South Dakota, it's hard to evaluate that. But when you're wrestling like you did on the national stage, um, how much did that kind of earn you kind of street cred with people that, you know what, this guy could, you know, beat anybody. He's proven it on the wrestling mat right now. No, that, uh, I think that definitely helped me to just get my name out there more even, you know, when you're wrestling in Fargo, that's the biggest national, that's the biggest tournament of the year. That's what the one that, that's the big one, you know, that everyone's looking forward to all year. So when you win that or do well in that, um, it gets your name out there. And those, I mean, those guys that are winning, winning Fargo are, they're the, they're the top dogs around the country. So, um, the year I won it, it was, a it's pretty awesome, awesome feeling. And it just definitely helped to get my name out there more. How many times from high, how many times did you lose in high school counting like the summer stuff ever counting uh, i mean i couldn't tell you exactly um with the summer stuff in there probably four five six i mean i couldn't tell you an exact number but not not a whole lot um but during when i was wrestling in the actual state of south dakota um i never lost all four years of high school it was only in middle school when i had lost do you ever um joke i mean there's a lot of guys that can wrestle on this football team uh, ben Stilley was the state. Oh champ. yeah, Ben. I mean, oh, that that gets brought up all the time. <laughs> Stilley, will tell you, he'll beat me, but there's just no way when we're both in our wrestling prime that he's no he's way. Stilley me. was a stick when he wrestled. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that one gets brought up a lot. Stilley does. Who? Well, I'm trying to. There. I mean, there's some other state champions. Ben Hart. Ben Hart gets brought up. Well, you know your kicker um, from um, Ord um, Meyer. Yep. He was a runner up. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. He was a one eighty nine or not, like in that, yeah, like right below two hundred weight class. They've changed it so many times, um, but he was a runner. I mean, it's kind of interesting to see how many guys on this team. Did you ever try wrestling, Ty? No, I was a basketball player. My brother wrestled though, and it didn't. It looked not very fun. I'm gonna keep it a bug with you. No, <laughs> it no, did not look fun. He'd come off, and he'd be like, he literally looked like he's about to die. And I'm oh, like, yeah. that's that's why I play basketball. No, well, Malik Collins was a state champion wrestler. You remember Malik? He's in the NFL yep. now. I mean. It, it does translate to football. I mean, when you when you look at the skill, I mean, how does it help you as a football player, Nash? Uh, I think it just definitely helps with um, being like body aware, knowing leverage. Um, and wrestling leverage is huge, so it just it helps with little stuff like that. It's, there's definitely a little carryover um, from football to wrestling, so it, I mean, it definitely can help you out. For the record, who would give you the best match on this team? Throw out weights. Who 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 would give you the best match uh, right now? Me right now, uh, I would probably say. Probably, maybe Ben. Probably Ben Stilly, I think. Right now, just because he wrestled, you know. I when someone tries to wrestle me on the team that's never wrestled before, it's just it's easy because they don't know. Like, oh, so the, guys actually like want a shot at the title. They oh, step yeah. in the ring. Yeah, I know. Like when we were living, you give them a few jabs here and there. Yeah, but like when we were <laughs> when we were in the suites, we would always um, like Brain Clover, Blaze Gunnarsson would try to wrestle me sometimes. Like every now and then, someone just tries to do it, and it's. It doesn't go never goes well. their way. No. Yeah, you're like uh, I am trained to kill people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't mess with me right now. And if you want to, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys like. Do you remember Tanner Farmer? He was here a few yep. years ago. Like he got done in football and then almost won a national championship. In yeah, I mean, if you like thought about like you know what I, I could do something like that if I really wanted to after football's over. Yeah, I mean, I really could, but right now that's not football, that's yeah. not the focus. That's just I'm focused on football right now. It's hard at the weight too, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, that would definitely be a, a challenge, probably. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. 
Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're listening here to the Up Close Podcast. Sean Callahan here with Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmacher um, as, as we work our way through episode eight of the Up Close series. Um, yeah, you, you said you're three thirty, Nash, off air right now. I mean, how much did you weigh when you got here? Uh, I was a little bit less than that, but um, I mean, yeah. In I, high school, you had to wrestle at two two eighty five. How, how did you do that? Uh, just I mean, starve? Just, yeah, no, I didn't really starve. It was just a lot of uh, a lot of long runs, uh, three four mile runs, stuff like that. Just um, doing stuff like that to keep the weight. Can you still run down. three four miles? I mean, if I really wanted to, but I'm probably not <laughs> going to do that. Yeah, it's uh, that, that's the one challenge at wrestling is keeping that weight down. I mean, what do you weigh now, right now, Ty? Uh, I weighed at 295 today. Two nine, and you came in at 260s, or no? I was like 300 coming in. Oh, you were that much bigger coming in, no, so you kind of reshaped it. I was all pudgy, yeah. And then last year I ended up getting around 320, and then uh, came off during the season, and I kind of just kept it down. Yeah, you talk about Zach Duvall and even the nutrition side with Dave Ellis. What have those guys meant to you? And I'll let you go first on that, Ty, obviously, because it sounds like you've really had a reshape uh, over these last three years. Oh, yeah, no. Duvall's workouts are – there's a method to his madness. The dude's insane when, you, when you've got your heavy metal pumping at a cranked volume and you can barely hear yourself think. But, I mean, you get the job done. Metabolic circuit is the – main workout we do during the off season it's it's an ass kicker i'll tell you what so the stereo in the weight room is heavy metal always not always but uh for metabolic days yeah like metallica do you yes. even know what metallica is yes yeah, okay, like slipknot sure. uh five finger death punch yeah a lot of those a lot of those kind of that area just, just yeah, yeah pretty much pretty yeah much. <laughs> with some ammonia smelling salts oh yeah you <laughs> <laughs> will definitely he gets you going Oh well, yeah. Well, Nash, you came in like pretty developed in the weight room. I mean, you're you were not shy of showing some videos back in high school of lifting with your dad. Oh, and yeah. At least your dad, Joe, uh, would would put. I mean, he he'd be squatting. I mean, your dad could probably squat six hundred pounds. Yeah. No, he would always work out right with me, and that was that's that's why I think he he used to be a power lifter, so he uh, kind of trained me in that way, worth putting um, some you know more athletic type lifts in there, but. That's that's why I came in so strong already is because I worked with him all throughout high school. He lived with me. I mean, there's no one else in high school that could lift with me and use, you know, weight close to what I was doing. So having him there was definitely a big part in that. Like when you came to Nebraska, what was your bench and squad and, and major lifts at and like where are they at now? Uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you for sure. I mean, I was probably benching 405, squatting. 600 pounds um those are probably the two big ones and now now they're definitely more than that i mean i we haven't done a real real heavy squat but i mean i could you know, for a little while now but i mean i could probably throw north of 
seven fifty on the squat and a one know, rep seven seven eight plates. That's yeah, seven eight plates. I don't whatever that is. Like you guys get to a point where you're not putting the tens and the twenty fives and the. Oh, foul. we never put those on. It's, it, no. it's, it's plate, 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 plate. Yeah. Plates, no, yeah. yeah, Duval. He even sometimes he even <laughs> hardly even puts twenty fives on there yeah, for us. Usually it's just plate, plate, put plate. a two and a half on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you might get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> he he doesn't mess around with the two and a halves and tens. It's twenty fives and plates. It's plate. Yeah, the major gains only. So then you really have to earn the next step up yep when you first came to nebraska tie when you saw uh, i guess who would have been the big lifters your freshman year chris walker has always been kind of one of those guys but i mean there's big guys that the, the, davis, the davis twins were probably the strongest when i was when i first got here and then chris uh, chris walker was probably next i know they all kind of like worked out not together but like kind of with the same weight so. damian jackson freak Animal, yeah, I, something else. I don't even know yeah, how to explain. I don't know it. how he does it. And he's coming back for a six year. He he can he can sweat off. The dude sweated off twenty pounds in practice in yeah. one day. What? Yeah, yeah. Do, does it like every day. So yeah. he he gets his body that ready for a practice, and he loses it, just water weight. Yeah, just yeah, straight and, water but, weight. We'll have a hard two hour practice. Go in, squat seven plates for five. Yeah, like it's nothing. It's like he just doesn't quit. Like nothing. Did you ever? I mean, just when you think about a guy that's like, he's close to thirty now, right? I, mean, I think he's, he's twenty nine now. Yeah, he just right? turned twenty nine. Yeah, he's about twenty nine. I mean, and you're talking about your twenty first birthday in May. <laughs> I mean, isn't it just crazy to think you have? I mean, just how diverse this roster is from. Oh yeah, but he fits right in with everyone though, and he's he's pretty good. He's done a pretty good job. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say no, he does a good job. What about Tony Tuioti? Um, I mean, he's really just from the naked eye done a great job with developing and coaching and. You know the consistency this group has played with um, during his time here. I mean, what are your thoughts on Coach Tuioti? I mean, I, I really like him. I think he does a great job developing young guys. Um, I think he got the culture in the D line room to a point to where he doesn't even have to stress it anymore. He, uh, it's it's the guys in the room that are stressing it. It's it's not him telling us to run to the ball every day. Now it's he's got it to the point to where it's us telling each other holding each other accountable for things and i think that's awesome that he's done, been able to do that with the room and you, you were recruited by mike dawson but you've had tuioti obviously your whole time here well i was also recruited by coach tuioti at cal berkeley oh that's funny so when he came over i was like, oh i guess like, i already know the coach but uh it's been awesome um I mean, first time I met him, he he said, "Well, pull up a chair. We're about to watch 200 clips of film, and this is going to be our meeting." And I I said, "Okay, let's get to it." So, but yeah, what what Nash Nash really hit it on the spot. What Coach T's been able to do with our room and kind of bring us together. It's it's not just us seeing each other as like other players. We actually feel like family, uh, like a bunch of brothers. Uh, we know that everything that comes out of our mouth, there, there's no hate behind it or jealousy or nothing like that. It's all tough love, and we all just really want to see each other succeed. If I'm not having it, if I'm not bringing the juice one day, then I'm, I'm, I need Nash to pick me up or I need Nash to kind of fill in my place, and I, I have full confidence that Nash could do that. Same with Boogie and, and DT and Jordan Riley and Stilly and Casey and all those guys. You guys are recruiting to Odie's son right now to come join you someday? <laughs> Yeah, we, we've seen him a few times here and there at, at uh, practice. <clears throat> yeah, he's, but, he's been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we give him the, the what's up every time. Yeah. Do you go, I mean, does he have you guys at his house and swim and hang out ever? You, I mean, he's got a big family, obviously. I mean, even, do you guys spend a lot of time with him outside of the complex? Well, we've, we've 
hung out a few times. I think the last time we did, we went bowling and had a. Had, he took us out to Rodizio's Grill right here in the Haymarket. Oh boy, yeah. So Rodizio, that's like an all you can eat type deal. Too, oh yeah, right? oh, yeah. Uh, they filled us up pretty good yeah. and played to get some. I think two games of bowling, but he's also had us out to his house to yeah. kind of swim. We did swim that. and yeah, swim, hang out, hang out, get food for us. Yeah, be around his family. Yeah. It's a good time. When you talk about your recruiting process again, you, I still remember your official visit, Ty, when, um, or your, your in-home visit, excuse me, when every single coach from the Nebraska staff came to your house. And there was like that picture of everybody there. And I think everybody was like, wow, that's going to seal the deal. I mean, when, when they brought all the coaches to your house, like all, I think, was it 10 coaches or 11 coaches? All came, 11, yeah. Came and, and spent, how many hours were they there they for back then? <laughs> they had um they showed up i think around like one or like noonish and then they didn't leave end up leaving till like nine o'clock they showed up to my school and they were all they were all in my small locker room and we went out and had took a group picture all together and you'll see my uh head coach in there you'll see uh my <laughs> principals in there uh me and then uh i want to say another coach as well but i don't really remember so they like when they're there that I mean you just hang out and bolt, shoot the bowl the whole day or Well yeah, then I ended up having to go back to school for a little bit and they had to I think they went and saw uh Noah. Noah, Noah yeah. Yeah, they went and saw Noah and then they ended up coming back out to my place where I lived on a little bit of land. I had five acres, so we had a pasture in the back with our camel and then we had like some cornhole going on and we had like a fire pit going on and it's a lot of good food too. Nash, did you know that Ty had camels? No, I, I did not. That's I just I saw your face. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it was my neighbor's uh my um he just asked to keep it in our our pasture uh so it could we could hold on to it. Do you ride the camels? Or what He's you, rideable what? now. Yeah. No, I had him when he was like a baby. I like a few months old when I first saw him. I mean, I had the same reaction Nash just had. I, I came home one morning or one day after school and I just see a camel in our backyard and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Would you have other animals on your land down in Arizona or just, just the camels? Oh, yeah. No, I, I grew up with horses, goats, chicken, sheep. I got two dogs, some cats. Now, did you and, and did you live in, in the community of Chamberlain or did you kind of live on the outskirts too much? Uh, I live just across the river, Oklahoma. That's where I actually live, and it's a really small town. And yeah, I've had some. I had a miniature horse when I was younger, a miniature goat. Um, I've had chickens, and the one now that um, kind of turns heads is I have a pet goose that runs around, that just hangs around the house. Just his name's Larry. In Lincoln? No, oh, okay. back home. In so the I've house? had. I've, no, he hangs outside. Oh, I was about to say. No. Oh, they Lincoln, you good luck with um, having that in the city of Lincoln. They yeah, might, they might shut that down. <laughs> yeah, on yeah real quick. No. <laughs> but, yeah. but you're a big fisherman and hunter, as we talked. Um, what I've seen these pictures of your fish. I mean, what what is the biggest fish you've caught before? Uh, the biggest fish, definitely a paddlefish. It was probably I didn't get an exact weight, but it was. I mean, it was over 100 pounds. So was, <sighs> yeah, well, biggest walleye you've caught? Because I mean, I, uh. Biggest walleye really ain't, isn't that big. I think probably six, seven pounds, probably the biggest walleye I've caught. And, then, and you live right in the, the neck of walleye country there. I mean, oh, yeah. like living in Chamberlain, you know, I've been, I grew up going there most of my life and fishing with my family. And, you know, do you, is that town just full of tourists all summer that come yep. up there and fish? And all, all summer long, you see the uh, boat docks full of Minnesota, Iowa, you know, all Nebraska. the surrounding, yeah, Nebraska, all the surrounding states. They're just, 
you'll look out on the water and there'll be 150 boats out there and it's uh it's yeah it's kind of crazy how many i mean even though some of the local guys if they don't get out there right away in the morning it's tough to find a parking spot at the boat dock because there's so many cars and so many boats out. Well, then at the end of summer, you'd have Sturgis come through your area, right? Everybody yep. would be driving through on their motorcycles. Oh, yeah. And that's, I live kind of close to the interstate. So you hear the, all the motorcycles roaring down the interstate all day long and into the night, even. It's, yeah. So there's, I mean, then you have pheasant season. There's, we're pretty busy, I mean, all year round because then the winter pheasant season starts in mid October and there's blaze orange everywhere you know everywhere you go all the hotels people in the mornings are getting ready to go out hunting yeah there's that really nice is it, it used to be called cedar lodge i don't know what it's called anymore and uh, i always called cedar shore but i think cedar it's shore like yeah arrowwood now or something I, shenander it's told me that's where he'd always stay when he'd yeah. come visit you yeah they'd give him the big suite and oh yeah <laughs> yeah no seriously it's pretty it's well arrowwood but it's uh it's it's the probably the best place the best place to stay they have a little tiki bar out there in the summer and that's that's a real fun area to be ty in. you got to go up there with him sometime I've been asking to take make him take me go fishing because I want to catch a big fish too. Yeah, well, you do know that your next bye week in November is the opening weekend of deer season in Nebraska. Yep, I do know that. So you guys are can you get out? Uh, I don't think I'm gonna go. I'm I got a I'm going duck hunting. I got a couple duck hunts planned, but no, no deer hunting for me probably this year. Well, yeah, on a bye week too, you probably want to rest. I mean, you got some pretty busy. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm staying in, in bed. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> I plan go duck hunting in the morning and then lay in bed all day long. Rest. You got Ohio State bye, Wisconsin. Yeah, you probably need a little bit of rest on that. Yeah, no, there's some some big games coming up. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, the chance to opportunity to get a chance to talk to you guys here on up close, and um, it's fun to talk with stuff besides football, and we don't get to do it very often. So I appreciate the. Uh, the, the opportunity. I know a lot of our listeners uh, around, around the around the world, Husker fans around the world, have enjoyed just hearing these stories. And uh, thank you so much, guys, for the time. Yeah, for sure. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. Well, that wraps it up here for this week's edition of Up Close.